So we're in the middle of a series on worship. A couple weeks ago, uh, our worship pastor from back home in Franklin came out, shared his heart, led some worship, and he kind of mapped out um, four R words related to worship that just help us learn how to engage and connect with the Lord through worship. And so we've kind of been building off of that. Last Sunday, we taught about the power of rehearsing in worship. And that doesn't just mean practice, although I think that is a part of it, but it means it's the repetition of grabbing hold of things that are true that we need to hear and to understand and, and the value of living lives of worship where we're, we're singing and we're repeating and we're learning the truth of who God is and who he calls us to be and, and the power and freedom that can come from that. And so this morning now we're focusing on the word receive and just, just recognizing that a big part of worship, it's not, it's not just me giving something to God. There is an exchange taking place. And, and the heart of worship really starts with God's move first towards us. You know, scripture tells us that he first loved us. And so um, there are things he wants us to receive from him. He wants to communicate and express his love and his grace. And as we let those truths sink in, um, what we would call worship, you know, typically we refer to some of the outward expressions, but those are really just the responses to what we're already receiving from him. And so this morning, we're going to kind of focus on that word receive. Next Sunday, we'll talk about how we respond and why we respond the way that we do. Um, why are there weird people like me that put their hands up in the air and stuff like that? So <laughs> we'll talk about some of that stuff next Sunday. Um, so we just thought it would be cool. Like we did a lot of just planning together behind the scenes, praying about um, this series. And we had such a fun conversation one night in the Hawkins living room that we just felt like we should just share stuff we've received from the Lord in worship. So yeah. I don't totally know how this is going to work. I've got a couple questions here to try to get it started, and then we'll just share for 20 minutes or so with you guys, and, and then we'll practice it a little bit. How does that sound? Y'all up for that? Cool. Um, Crystal, can I put you on the spot? Yeah. Would you mind just praying for us one more time as we kind of move into this, and then, and then we'll start. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, we love you, and um, it's just so good to gather together um, with our brothers and sisters and be able to talk about you and Jesus to talk about worship something that I know is so near and dear to my heart um, and something that I know you've used to heal my heart in a lot of ways and to draw me closer in relationship with you Lord um, I just pray that you would guide our time and our conversation here Lord and that you would um, open our eyes, you would stretch us, Jesus, and uh, Lord, that you'd just be glorified through this, Lord. We love you, and in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. So to kind of kick things off, um, might even help people get to know us a little bit, we've got Caleb and Emma Shamblin over here. I don't know if you know these guys. They're dear friends of ours. Known them for a long time, and we're thrilled to have them out here in Knoxville with us. They moved here in the fall, yeah. right? October-ish. Yeah. So we're thrilled to have them. And then I think you guys know Crystal and Alex. Um, <laughs> Dear family friends, for a really long time, moved here with us um, a year ago, a little over a year ago when we started the church. Um, Crystal and I have ministered together for years in youth ministry and, mm -hmm. and now doing this. And so I thought we would maybe just start, guys. Everybody doesn't have to share, but I just thought it'd be cool for a few of us to maybe share what was our experience growing up with worship, whether it was I didn't grow up in church at all or whatever that looked like, and then maybe how that's shifted um, how the Lord led you maybe into a new, new place of worship as you get, got older. So I don't know if somebody wants to jump in and start that off. 
Let's go for it. Now. Go for it, Alex. Yeah. Um, well, my mom's here too, so she can correct me if I'm wrong. Just <laughs> Please do. Yeah. I want to see the mom correction moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, growing up, um, our family went to church from time to time. It was, if, but if we're talking about me and my experience, yeah. like, no, I didn't worship. Yeah. No, I didn't know Jesus. No, I didn't enter into a relationship with him. Um, I'd say throughout high school that was the case. Um, and then to a large degree, even after I got saved, um, I still wasn't receiving um, how to worship him. And I wasn't, I wasn't entering into worship Jesus. It just wasn't there because um, I didn't feel like doing it. And I, I didn't feel like taking a risk and raising my hands or singing or any of that because I'm ultra insecure. Um, and then I have a very specific memory of me and Crystal used to do music together outside of the church, and we we, we played a like a show, I guess, for um, this yeah. church in Colorado. Um, and it was probably it was the second time we went back to that church, right? Yeah. Um, and I just remember being in worship and like just hearing the Lord, like, "Hey, dude, I, I love you. Like, I love you, love you. Like, do you know that?" I was like, "Man, I guess I didn't know that." And then I remember instantly, my hands went up. I'm in, and I'm just, I'm probably bawling. I don't remember. I'm sure I was yeah. crying and just feeling the love of Jesus fully for the first time. Um, and then it's funny, we went back to Grace Chapel that next week at church, and then I wish Jonathan was here because he does a really good impersonation of me before <laughs> I knew Jesus, and it's pretty darn funny. It's just like kind of, I mean, the most emo person you can think of. Just <laughs> and then like, from state from the stage he's leading worship one sunday and he's I, like we lock eyes because my hands are up i'm in we're on the front row and he's he's never seen that from me before and we've even talked about it a little bit i just remember right after service he beelined it to me what happened to you i'm like dude i love jesus and like i realize how good he is and like all that so that changed my whole life though that was it yeah. that was the turning point yeah yeah, there's like no replacement for hearing God personally say, I love you. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can, whether you didn't grow up around it a lot or you grew up in church singing, Jesus loves me from the time you were three, um, when that moment of transition happens where it becomes personal, man, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. That's awesome, buddy. Thanks for sharing, yeah, man. Totally. Anybody else want to, want to jump in with, with just what it was like as a kid or what it's like now as an adult? I mean, I'll share. Okay. I grew up in Grace Chapel. And that's so I grew up in church and my parents loved Jesus and I grew up around the word and everything. And I've always I've loved to sing and I naturally very quickly gravitated towards and held on to singing worship songs. But um, it's definitely been a process of like through my young, like my teenage years and stuff, the Lord really started teaching me like the truths of the songs that I was singing. Mm -hmm. And that's something that just always is continuing as an adult, that it's just, this is not just singing songs. If we're taking that part of worship, because worship right. is so much more right. than, than singing, but um, really taking the truths of what I am singing and making them personal and, and really it becoming a lifestyle of surrender and like even using using singing my worship to Jesus as warfare and interceding in that. And I mean, it's just, it's 
actually really a very complex thing. It's so much more than than singing and raising our hands and all that. It's right. something that like we don't even just do here in the church body. It's something that God wants us to enter into in our daily life with him. And so it's unwrapping and unraveling all of the complexities of what that is as an adult and finding myself just more and more in love with Christ through that. So yeah. the, um not to totally put you on the spot, but like when you mentioned, for example, like worship is warfare, is there a, is there a moment that comes to mind that you can remember that, that happening for you? And that could go for, for anybody up here where, and it, like a breakthrough moment or something took place during worship and it could be, you know, you're yeah. at home, like just working through something yeah. and the Lord shows up and meets you in that place. I don't know if something comes to mind, Crystal, but. Not necessarily okay. warfare, I yeah. know other things. Yeah, go like, for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I know one thing that for me was definitely a at home, like him really driving something home for me. It was, I was just, I was at home. I was studying the word, just having my quiet time in the morning. And Sophia was like, I mean, probably six months old and mm -hmm. she's jumping around in the little bouncer. And I've got worship music on and playing while I'm just spending time praying. And I really, it's like, you could feel just a shift in like, okay, the Lord's here. And I, I heard him, like, I felt him saying to me that I need to stand up and I needed to worship. And I felt really weird because I'm here alone in my house and <laughs> my baby's over there staring at me. And I, I'm like, okay. And I stand up and I start singing the song that's going and kind of feeling weird. And I felt him just prompting me, like, come on, like, lift your hands, engage. I'm like, okay like alone in my house like <laughs> praising Jesus and I started to feel like this weight lifting and I can't remember exactly what it was that I was wrestling through and praying through that morning I need to pull my old journal back out but um I remember just feeling just peace starting settling mm. in and I just asked the Lord like God I, I need your joy yeah. and it was I mean it makes me want to cry even talking about it and it's not something I talk about very often because I feel like this is was very an intimate moment like for me, but it was very stretching and I just felt the Lord like from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. It just felt I'd always heard people talk about oh like the Holy Spirit coming upon you and it's like hot oil or whatever. But like truly, I cannot describe that any other way. Just this slowly like this. It was the presence of Jesus. Yeah. And I just started laughing and I'm dancing and I'm remembering like me and my dad dancing at our wedding. Wow. And just, it just blew my mind. And I'm just like, what was this exchange that happened? And that was the thing. It's like, this is so much more than just like, God, you're good. He's saying to us, like, I yeah. love you. Yeah. And I felt that and just, yeah. and I'm just loving Jesus here in my living room. If somebody would have looked in my window, I would have looked clearly insane, but <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. And it just was this awesome exchange that happened. And it was just, yeah, that changed things big time for me because it just, it was an exchange. Yeah. Crystal, thank you so much for yeah. getting that real and sharing that. That's sweet. I love that. Yeah. So cool too. Like there's that awkward moment of like you're sitting in your living room thinking, am I really going to stand up and raise my hands yeah. in worship? But like what comes on the other side of that when we respond to him? Like he so desires to pour stuff out. Yeah. And 
I love how he did that in a personal way with you, reminding you of your dad. It's like he's yeah. saying, "Hey, I'm your I'm your daddy too. Your I got gotcha. you. I love you." Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. Awesome. Well, Alex, any of you guys, does that? Yeah, I can actually kind of like. Yeah. Not that exact thing, but it ties in really closely. Yep. I was raised uh, Catholic until I was probably like eight to ten ish. So in the Catholic Church, definitely a lot of music, uh, definitely a lot of reverence for God, and so there was parts of that that I definitely picked up on. Like, this is really cool. There's something really serious happening right now. I think I like picked up on that part, but there's not a whole lot else because it definitely is. There's no teaching in there that translates to the day to day. Like, I'm I'm a worshiper. I'm someone who takes this with me when I leave church. Um, so anyway, it was kind of like around eight or 10 when my family, I think they started to kind of just drift away from us going to Catholic church and just kind of that doctrine. And we tried Grace Chapel in Franklin. And I remember one of the only things I remember from that first Sunday was after Sunday morning, my parents asked me how it was. And I was like, that was really cool. Like I really enjoyed the preaching style. It was really like easy to understand. And but the worship, it was like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Like they were, they were like the whole like they're like waving their hands and like the drums are kind of loud. Yeah. And I was like totally being that. I don't know if it was like older brother kind of yeah. whatever that was. Where I was like really harping on just how over the top they were. Yeah. And so looking back, it says something about where my heart was for sure. Um, but the cool thing is, so like that was in you know big church as I still call it, like the the sanctuary. Um, and then we, I got to start going to youth group and. The cool thing in all of that is like, I can't point to a specific experience where like I had a radical transformation where like I went one day I was locked up, the next day I was like totally free and worshiping. But um, over years, you know, that happened and just little pieces fell away and, you know, stopped caring so much about what people thought about me over here yeah. and started viewing God as being worthy of worship over, over there. But yeah. The, yeah. what was pivotal was seeing maybe a handful of people know who Rob Rogers is or was. Um, Rob Rogers really, you know, ended up being really influential in my life. Uh, he was the worship leader for like middle school. And seeing him worship and lead worship, that was the first person I ever saw that like made me, like had something that I wanted. Like this is a guy who's representing Jesus and he, I see something that I want. Like I don't think I ever was excited about faith excited about being a Christian until I saw him worship and sing those like terrible 90s worship songs. Like seeing him play the like. Hey man, I like those 90s yeah, worship no, songs. Yeah, no, they have their place for sure. But like. <laughs> Don't try to make me feel better, bro. Totally. You already, you already opened yeah, up and I shared your heart. Um, That's out of the bag. But seeing that literally like, that was a life changing moment. Yeah. It was a small thing. Just yeah. seeing some dude in a guitar playing some songs. Oh, but like God. what I came to realize is those things he had, it was like, it was freedom. That's yeah. what I was attracted to. I was attracted yeah. to that interaction that he was having with God that I'd never experienced where it's, it's honest and it's yeah. real and it can happen on a Sunday morning. It can also happen right. at home. It, it goes yeah. with you. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of my, my that's experience. Good, that's good. You know, you said the word freedom. I think that was something we, we talked about some a couple weeks ago too. And I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll share this a little bit, but you guys, if there's something on your heart in that zone, I think it's really important to, to recognize whatever style or church setting of worship you're in, understanding the value of, it's, it's an issue of freedom. There, we're not performing. Yeah, uh -uh. We're not doing something to earn approval from God. Yeah. We're not trying to make him happy and we're not even trying to blend in. You know, I think when you get stretched, maybe you go into a worship setting that's different than what you've experienced. Um, hopefully all that sounds like is an invitation and not a pressure of like, oh man, I'm supposed to raise my hands or something's weird, or I'm yeah. supposed to sing really loud. It's like, no, there is a freedom to decide, yeah. God, you're here, you love me, I yeah. wanna engage with you, 
And um, yeah. I know for me, like, like a moment that was really big for me when it relates to freedom, um, I was at a pretty pivotal point in my life in general, and it'd take way too long to tell all of it, but I was at this um, worship event called Passion. This was in like the winter of 1999. I think I was in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. I'm at this conference, and there was, there was this kind of worship service happening towards the end of the evening after some people had spoke. And the worship band was like wrapping up and kind of ended worship and left the stage. And a bunch of people didn't leave. And people randomly started like singing worship just from the audience. And then everybody kind of joined in. And at first I was just kind of watching it all. I'm like, man, I don't understand that. Like they're just hungry for this thing to happen and they don't need some person leading them to do it. Mm. And then at some point I just decided to participate in that and it was incredible. And what ended up happening is for the next like 45 minutes, they would start a song, the audience would sing for five or 10 minutes, the band would come back out and join in and lead us mm -hmm. for like another 10 or 15 minutes and then they'd end it and it would happen again and it repeated like a couple of times and finally the worship band just gave them, they're like, all right, we'll just worship with you guys as long as you want. But it was incredible, it was like there was just this hunger and this desire to be in God's presence and it wasn't something we were being instructed in or being pushed to do, there yeah. was just kind of this eagerness to go, God, you're here, we love you, and we want to worship yeah. you. And that was a pretty big moment for me personally awesome. um, that, that I recall. So I don't know, can you guys think of a moment where maybe you experienced a sense of, I don't know, freedom in worship or where something switched from maybe feeling like it was just something I'm supposed to do or have to do to I get to? Does that, make, does that question make sense? You got something, Emma? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I definitely grew up in a house similar to Crystal's house, like very worship oriented, very like, my parents are both really strong believers. And my mom um, has been a worship leader for a while. Like she leads worship at Grace back in Franklin. Um, and she has like, we're very different people. She's a very like emotions driven, very passionate person. Yeah. And she also has this like crazy, incredible testimony. And so when she worships, like those things really come through and it's really powerful. Yeah. And so I grew up like watching her do that. Um, and I'm, I grew up in a very like normal, really loving household and I, I'm not like her in any way, shape or form. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so I always felt really insecure like during worship, I think, and like almost felt like I didn't have the right to worship because I didn't have like that crazy God encounter. Like everything had been handed down to me, like my faith was inherited for the most part. Um, and so, like, I remember all throughout, like, I started getting involved in youth group in sixth grade um, and really, like, didn't feel comfortable worshiping, like, never raised my hands, anything like that. Um, and then, I mean, like, honestly, I only went to youth group in the first place because, like, my friends were there and because, like, I like to show off. Like, I did like to talk a lot during youth group because I thought it made me, like, look smarter. <laughs> um, but then, like, by the time I hit, like, my senior year in high school, like, I was running up against, like, I really was not, like, satisfied with that. Like, I wasn't encountering God during worship, and I wasn't encountering him, like, in community. And so, like, I started to get, like, really angry and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so during worship, I would almost, like, like, protest God a little bit, and I would just, like, stand there and be really mad. Um, and I went through this, like, existential crisis where I, like, Katie and David were, you guys know them, some of you might know them, they were, like, 
some really influential like mentors in my life back at uh, Grace Chapel Franklin. I would literally like just go over to their house and like cry on their couch and like have panic attacks because I like <laughs> didn't know if God was real. Like I didn't know what to believe, and I was like just really struggling. Um, and then I remember like a pivotal moment where I experienced freedom during worship was actually in the Dominican Republic, um, my senior year of high school. Um, I just remember like it was the first time during just like one of the worship songs we were singing in the lobby that one of the nights we were there. Um, it was the first time I just like asked for peace rather than for answers mm -hmm. and like wasn't demanding things of God and like acting entitled, but like asked for just complete like freedom from the panic and from the like not feeling good enough and he provided it and it was like the most overwhelming experience and from that point on like I've known beyond a shadow of a doubt that like God is real and that like I can have a real relationship with God and so like from that point on like just began to feel freer and freer during worship um, and it's just been cool the way that like God has used worship specifically especially recently like to give me things and that's, I, th I would say that's like the number one area where I felt locked up growing up yeah. and like didn't feel like I could connect to God in that way. Yeah. And he's chosen worship specifically to like, like I met Caleb by playing in worship band with him and that's how I got to know him. And like everything I've, like all the major blessings I've received like over the past couple of years have, are like in some way linked to worship. Yeah. And so I just think it's cool that God's like, chosen that as like his preferred avenue for giving me things because yeah. it's like I can't like chalk that up to yeah. anything else you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so it's awesome it's good Emma. cool thanks for sharing that Emma all right so maybe one more question and then we'll kind of move into worshiping together as a church um I guess the simplest way to maybe ask this question is is there is there something specific that you could point to that either you received maybe during a time of worship, or just something you learned about worship that was kind of a game changer for you. So it could have been something you were even just taught or like a light bulb moment that went off where it was like, man, that, that concept kind of changed, shaped the way I view worshiping God. Um, does, that, does anything come to mind for you guys? Okay. <laughs> I guess I can share like a small yeah. one that. No, um, yeah, it could be. I was trying to think about that actually. It's like yeah. a main thing I was thinking about this morning, um, and maybe only the guys will relate to this, or at least to the degree that it like was important for me. Uh, definitely think one of the main things that transformed worship for me and made it something like I wanted to do outside of Sunday morning, and I wanted to do even when I didn't feel like it, uh, was really taking like the things that we're singing. And just, this is why I say, like, as a guy, you might relate to this. Like, I have to really think hard about it. Like, take, take, take those things we're thinking, uh, singing, like, stop. Think about what we're singing. Like, yeah. really think about it. Yeah. And not just as, like, okay, I'm, I'm here at Sunday morning and I'm singing yeah. this song. Like, this line, I'm just going to think about just this line. I'm going to think about, like, what it means in my life. I'm going to think about why I'm singing it. And then I'm going to mean yeah. it. That's like, so good. just really, it sounds simple and it is really simple. But I think it's a lot harder in, like, I just know that I, I've even like lately, I don't do that. You yeah. know, there are times where it's like, I have to remind myself like mm -hmm. that sort of like you talked about last Sunday, like I'm going to tell my soul to worship kind of that thing. Right. Um, I'm going to take this line and I'm just going to actually say it to God right now. I think that's the thing yeah. is just like, we're yeah. not, 
we're not vaguely singing. We're not worshiping. We're, we're communicating with God. We're saying these things to God. Right. That just, I don't know. That yeah. changed everything, and it still does yeah. whenever I find myself in those ruts where, like, worship is just routine. Yeah. It's like, no, say that to God. That's good. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, buddy. Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah, I think... I mean, this is always an ongoing thing, but worship for me is definitely it, the Lord has used that as a tool of like healing and freedom. And I like as a teenager had a music career in the Christian industry and did that for several years. And I it was interesting because I'm singing about Jesus, but it was very much about me and there was just a lot of I heaped so much like criticism on myself and just was a really (laughs) there are fun things about those memories but there's also a lot of hard things about those memories and worship is something that like the Lord has used to really just I can I can be myself I don't have to perform it's not about performing it is not about me like, I can just be in the presence of Jesus yeah. and receive those things that, like, he has for me. And I can hear him yeah. speaking to me and saying, I love you. And, and it's just, I love the freedom that has come from that. I love the yeah. healing that's come from that because it's not about me. It's just simply not about me. And, yeah, and so it's just, that's always something that the Lord is it's, I mean, it's a lifelong journey of, yeah. of him through worship doing different things. And maybe it's lines in a song that really speak to me that he uses yeah. to, like, you know, stir something in my heart. Or even just the act of surrender in general. Yeah. I'm just like. <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Mine's kind of similar to what you're talking about. You know, I, I just, even when I did experience worship, truly, I always felt like it was something I had to do good or do better if we're from i'm from alabama so i wish i could worship god more better um more better actually um and then really this year to be honest has been a year that i've seen um i've had to be stretched i've had to give over some things and i will say every sunday morning i experience um me walking in here feeling stressed maybe or feeling worried and then once I start truly entering into worship, watching it all disappear yeah. and feel freedom and, and yeah. joy. And um, ultimately, I think the Lord wants to fix that thing in me that worries too much. Right. But he's faithful um, that when we enter into that, that true worship, again, it's not about us, but it is about us. You could say that, you know, yeah. like, it's not about you. It's about you. Like God wants to heal you. He wants to pour his love into you. But it's not about what you can do to receive that. Yeah. It's about give, it's surrender. I mean, yeah. we can, I could go on and on about that, but like, yeah. I've really learned that a lot this year. Mm-hmm. You can't just worship better. Like yeah. that's not how it right. works. Yeah. You just worship. Right. Yeah. There's no such thing as, I mean, yeah. there's wrong, there's wrong ways to worship. There's wrong things to worship, but yeah. when you're truly, truly worshiping the Lord, surrendering to him, yeah. listening to him, loving him, I just, if we could just yeah. make it that simple in my brain, it's like, that helps me a lot. Yeah. I mean, when you are in the presence of Jesus, it's just, it's incredible. 
like when you sit and think about the magnitude of like the creator is here. I mean, right. he's always here. We are always right. like Jesus is here, but we don't always recognize that like yeah. the magnitude of the God of the universe is here yeah. in, in this room, in my house, in my car. Like right. he's everywhere. And when I recognize that he never leaves me. So wherever I am, he is there. And I sit and I think on that, I can't help but like yeah. be laid out. Yeah. And like all that comes with him, his power, his majesty, yeah. just, you can't help. But, yeah. You can't help but just be like, I give up. Like, yeah. I love you. Like, it's just incredible. So we can, like, in that realization, we can be in our cars and we can yeah. be totally worshiping and interacting with the God of heaven. And we can be in our home. I can be cooking dinner. I can be yeah. wherever I am. He's with me and he wants to say something to us wherever we are. Yeah. He wants that exchange to happen. It's not just here. It's like oh gosh it's so much bigger than that yeah. this this should be like the teeny tiny sliver of our week where right. we're experiencing him like he's yeah. got it everywhere else like this should be the tiny portion yeah. yeah the rest of it like throughout the week every moment of every day there's opportunity yeah. to enter into his presence and enter into just worshiping yeah. him and that's so good exchanging with him yeah that's good Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing this morning. It was sweet. I hope, hope there's some stuff in there you guys can grab. You know, there's, we're a variety of different people with different stories, and, and God has shown up in so many different ways. You know, I love, like Caleb's talking about, it was just this slow, steady thing that happened over time, you know, and even seeing it in somebody else's life, and then others may have, maybe have a moment we can point to and go, wow, something happened on that day and that moment at that time. Um, but yeah, just our, our prayer, my prayer for my own heart and for us as a church body is more and more we'd be able to recognize God's here. He loves us. He longs to communicate that love to us in a very, very personal, tangible way to each and every one of us. And he, he faithfully shows up and does that. And so my prayer is that we would put ourselves in that place to go, okay, God, I recognize you're here and I recognize you love me and I want to receive what it is you want to say to me.